AgTech360 discusses breakthrough technologies that are impacting growers, businesses, and consumers. Hear from industry and academic experts about what's on the horizon. Hi, so I'm your host, Adrian Percy, Executive Director of the North Carolina Plant Sciences Initiative. This month, we're celebrating the International Day of Women and Girls in Science. And of course, some of our greatest entrepreneurs and scientists and innovators are women. And I'm thrilled to welcome today not just one, but two of them on the podcast. So we have uh, the CEO of FA Bio, Angela de Mazanos, and the COO, so the Chief Operating Officer, Kerry Weaver, who are both the co-founders of FA Bio. And this duo uh, are really creating biological products for agricultural use. And they built their business around exploring regenerative and sustainable agriculture. And they're based out of the very historical, very uh, influential uh, agricultural institution of Rothamsted Research in the UK. Um, and I happen to be a member of the board of directors of FA Bio. So I've had, really had the privilege and the pleasure to get to know Angela and Kerry over the past couple of years. And I'm, so I'm super excited to share and discuss their journey and the technology that they've developed with everyone today. So welcome, Kerry and Angela. Thank you. Yeah, so before we dive into the business side of things, I wanted to talk to you about your unique journey as women in the fields of science and technology and agriculture. And just a couple of kind of general questions to kind of kick us off. So is there an event or a person that has inspired you personally to pursue science as a career? I'm going to ask you first, Angela. For me, I wouldn't say there's an event or person itself. I was a very inquisitive um, child, <laughs> and I always wanted to understand how things work, why plants were green, why we were breathing. So I think that my curiosity was answered when I started studying biology, and in particular, molecular biology and biochemistry in school. And that's what is part of my interest in pursuing a scientific career. Yeah, that's great. I mean, this, um, this curiosity and inquisitiveness at a young age around everything biology is something that I commonly hear when we talk to, you know, <laughs> CEOs and, and CTOs of, of, of ag tech companies, of course. But how about you, Kerry? Um, well, I feel I'm going to reiterate quite a lot of what Angela said, but for me, there was a specific person um, it was a chemistry teacher in my school, so I've never met anyone who was so full of life and energy, and he totally had me hooked about science, especially chemistry, from a young age. And I must have asked my mum and dad to buy me every single science experiment kit that you could <laughs> that you could imagine, and there weren't many around at that time. So I don't know if you ever did this at school, but there was this experiment um, where you put basically baking soda on a sheet of paper, you add a few drops of vinegar with a bit of food colouring, and it produces a massive volcano. So I had my mum and dad doing this in our, in our, in our kitchen from a young age. <laughs> um, and I think that's when I realised that I really did have a curious mind. I like to understand how things worked and I like to then put that into action and test them. So that for me was really the trigger of science will be the career that I embark on. And, and I started my career in chemistry. Yeah, and I, I must admit you kind of brought back some memories because the only teacher I can remember really well was my chemistry teacher, Dr. Phillips. So, and we were doing explosive experiments as well. I think that's a great way of getting kids kids excited about the uh, the, the the discipline 
I wanted to kind of explore a little bit also your roles as women, you know, in science and, and you know, have there been any unexpected challenges or hurdles that you faced, um, you know, being involved in science, technology and agriculture that you would attribute to, you know, your gender? I'm not sure if it related to science and women, because I have to say that from very early on in my career, um, I have mostly been um, surrounded by more women than men. Um, biotechnology, we were 87, I think there were seven men in my degree, and 80, we were women. Um, the same uh, during my PhD. You just see less women as you progress, right, um, uh, further up. So you see um, less women um, uh, as, you, as you progress in, in, in the career path of scientists. But I would say more as a, more barriers that I've seen as a woman in agri-tech maybe unless to be a woman um young maybe woman in in agri-tech is that um people do have some skepticism about uh what you are telling them i remember uh, we hire um um significant um more senior <laughs> in terms of a person a salesperson um and that was male in our team um some years ago and we went together to a trade event and although I was the CTO and he was the sales manager um, people were ignoring me and they were just referring to him so uh, and everything that I was telling they were looking for his reassurance although I was the executive I was the founder <laughs> and I was the CTO of the company so Maybe that's what I have seen in agritech. Maybe that as a young woman um, dealing with a very traditional market, uh, maybe um, it's hard uh, to create that um, level of trust um, with um, some of uh, maybe the end users or growers. Yeah, I think that, that observation will resonate with a lot of women, Angela. Uh, Kerry, how about you and and um, are, there, are there things that you've done also to overcome these types of challenges that would be interesting to, to, to learn about? Probably not surprisingly. One of the things that I had on the list was the exact same as what Angela said. So I won't repeat it, but maybe just add to it that I don't know if it's specific to science um, or agriculture. I'm sure it happens in other industries too. Um, and it may not just be gender, it may have been youth as well, um, but it's hard to tell. Um, but many times in conversations, um, and I'm I'm saying this because this is what we saw. Um, people assume the white the white age middleman is in fact leading the company or um, is the manager when in fact um, are taken aback um, or surprised when in fact it was a young female. So we did often find that um, having to um, overcome that by showing assertion and confidence and trying not to take offence, but trying to rationalise that it's an unconscious bias. But we need to challenge that and make people realize um, that we know what we're talking about um, and demonstrate our knowledge in the, in the industry and in the area. So that's how we overcame that. Um, and I think obviously as FABio um, has, has gained more publicity and people are aware of who the executives and leaders are, um, that challenge um, has lessened over time, um, but I'm sure it will be faced by many people in many industries, um, at it, at it, even if it's not science or agriculture. 
Um, the second one probably again, and I don't know if it's not related to science. Um, I think it's just kind of probably women uh, in the workplace. And it's probably the pressure of balancing life and work. I sometimes think as a woman can be more difficult. Um, not all the time, but in most cases, um, it's achievable, but it's very difficult. Um, and personally for me, I overcame this by making personal sacrifices on both ends um, and by having supporting people around me. And I think what I love about the position we're in now, Angela and I, as owners of the company, is that we can ensure we make a difference and make it better for anyone else who's going forward now. And that's really helped by having a supportive company culture, all the way um, from the managers, all the way to the board level, who are supportive of adopting policies that, that allow women to pursue careers without these um, additional challenges. Yeah, that's that's uh, so true, and I've loved the fact that we've that we've had brief appearances from your young children on some of our board calls, and <laughs> I think you know that's probably something that wouldn't have happened, you know, ten, fifteen years ago. But I think now is, you know, there's an understanding of this kind of work-life balance, and that you know we have to, you know, frequently balance family obligations and and necessities with with what's going on in the workplace. You mentioned FA Bio, so let's talk about the company now. Let's talk about, you know, what prompted you to to kind of get together and, and create this company? So what prompted us to create FA Bio? Um, I think it came from a shared um, drive for entrepreneurism. Um, and we both shared a passion um, of sustainable agriculture, which was developed through our um, PhD studies. Um, Angela and I actually came together because within our PhD our, um, cohort, it was a doctoral training centre. They had entrepreneurial um, competition running. Um, and Angela and I were in the same research group. We decided to enter together with an idea of helping agriculture uh, in terms of a device um, that could alert growers to plant disease in the field. So they could take quick decisions, use less chemicals and improve the sustainability of agriculture. So we entered that competition um, and we won funding. Um, we won the opportunity opportunity to patent um, our technology. We won a mentor, who, which turned out to be the best thing that could have happened to us because that mentor went on to be our chairman of our board, our first investor, um, Paul Atherton, who we often refer to as the third founder and who sadly is no longer with us. Um, and we, we left our PhDs uh, and then our postdocs uh, and decided to start um, a company called Fungi Alert. Um, and we set this up at Rothamsted Research Centre, where we had access to laboratories, glasshouse trials, field trials, um, and we embarked on um, a journey of soil health um, testing using our SporeSense technology. Yes, yeah, so when we were at Fungi Alert, um, we were basically using our SporeSense technology that I referred to as uh, to, to alert about the presence of fungal diseases in soil and fungi alert. <laughs> And uh, our core activities were to do soil microbial analysis. And, and in 2020, I think it was, we received a grant that allowed us to let's explore how this microbe um, can act as biofemicide against this pathogen. And that was basically driven by growers that we were working with. Um, they were seeing uh, a disease in their field. This was a, a strawberry grower. And um, everything that they were trying to use, in chemical, uh, microbial, especially microbial because they wanted to go chemical-free, was not working for them. And they were a bit desperate 
because they were uh, having huge losses against this pathogen. So we said, why don't we test um, these microbes that we had collected from his field seem to have biosimicidal activity according to literature against the pathogens that we have collected from the strawberry plant. And we realized that we had uh, very powerful microbial uh, biofungicides in our, in, our, in our library that we had collected with our support and technology. So that led us to think about change of strategy of pivot because we um, realized that we had a greater opportunity having an impact and providing um, tools for growers uh, to transition towards regenerative agriculture uh, by using our sports and technology as a tool for the discovery of microbial active ingredients rather than just a tool for soil microbial analysis. And that's why in 2021, Fungi became FA Bio and we pivoted from a tool of early diagnostics or microbial analysis um, to a company that is developing a platform to discover robust microbial active ingredients for microbial products that can replace agrochemicals. The North Carolina Plant Sciences Initiative impacts lives through innovative applications and discoveries. By leveraging cutting-edge research and technology, we address global challenges related to agriculture, sustainability, and human health. And so can you share a little bit more about the technology then that's behind this microbial discovery platform? I know this is one of the areas that you really look at, Kerry, so maybe that's one for you. At FABIO, we have reinvented how microbes are discovered. So our proprietary technology, the SporeSense, um, it is a sampling tool, it's a device. Um, and when you place it into the soil, it can effectively collect active and abundant microbes that are present in the soil. And this is really important because the, the gel inside our sensor, what it does is it mimics the exudates of plants. And these are exudates of plants, as we know, they attract microbes and they interact with uh, you know, these micro-plant interactions. So by mimicking these exudates and placing our device into the soil, what we effectively do is we can sample all of these microorganisms that would be otherwise attracted to the plant roots. So this is microorganisms that are involved in nutrient use efficiency, that are involved in interacting with the plant to help them protect against disease, essentially all the important functions for plant growth and plant health. So effectively what we do is we attract and sample all of these key microorganisms into our into the um, SporeSense device. Therefore, we can collect active ingredients that could be useful for agriculture. So these are microorganisms that could be active ingredients um, as biofertilizers, as biostimulants, and as biocontrol products, um, which is really a, a powerful tool that allows us um, to find the right microbes from the right environments and producing robust microorganisms for the agricultural industry. Right, and, and Angela, back to you on, on partnerships. So, you know, companies like FABIO, I know, have a number of different stakeholders, whether it's farmers as potential end users or other companies that you may work through. What, what kind of, you know, value proposition are you offering to those different stakeholders? And, and what kind of partnerships are, are you looking to create moving forward? Our value proposition, I think as Kerry mentioned, is we do have this unique uh, microbial library of uh, particular fungi that we have 
collected research courses technology that were active in fields and were interacting in crops. Uh, we then have developed a platform that allows us for the bioprospecting uh, very effectively and lean uh, in order to take microbes into field trials in a relatively quick, efficient process. So we have a qualified list that shows superior activity uh, as biofungicides or biostimulants some of the leading uh, products in the market for key crops and for kinase. Uh, such as um, microbes or wheat that can act as against a range of uh, fungal pathogens or microbes for corn that can increase the crop yields um, very effectively. So our offer to partners is that we want to partner with those companies that can take our products to growers. Right, and now coming back full circle to you two as women who are leading an, a relatively early stage company in the ag tech space. You know, what advice would you give to other kind of similar organizations about creating an inclusive work environment? And, you know, what do you see as the importance of supporting, you know, women in our sector, in agriculture, as we move forward? I think for, for me personally, um, as a kind of woman-led company, FA Bio, advice that I would give is to create an environment that can foster growth for everybody. Um, and I think that's really important because everyone, and you understand that people need different opportunities um, and different management styles in place to support um, different types of people and with different personalities from different genders, different backgrounds. And having women in leadership positions from team members, of team managers all the way to board level, we feel can foster that more inclusive work environment, um, as well as having policies um, in place that allow um, practically for that to happen as well. So flexibility, which of course is needed for men and women, but especially um, in, in younger years with young children, flexibility is extremely important. So also supporting um, everyone with a growth plan, providing a clear growth plan for everybody is really important. And that allows us, A, to not only have the right talent in place and attract the right talent, but to grow that talent internally as well. Um, and at FA Bio as well, we have a lot of inclusive policies that really helps um, women and men in the workplace um, to, to grow. And it's not just about women in the workplace, it's more inclusive work environment. We are a very culturally diverse um, company. We have more than 12 different cultures and backgrounds at FA Bio from a small team of 23. Um, and we often get the feedback um, that we have a really strong company, company culture and values that are embedded into the, um, the company that allows for growth and inclusion for all. You know, having a, a, a been a recent mom <laughs> that has um, um yeah come back to work with I would <laughs> I guess recently but my baby is now eleven months but yeah having been a recent mom I think uh, flexibility like allowing um having these um policies around flexibility which allows inclusion not only women but anyone I think um allows to to feel comfortable to to have the the right work-life balance you know to to make choices um to to make choices um that uh, um, satisfies their personal needs their family needs and also their career needs so 
um, having this, um, um, I guess, um, set of policies for culture uh, that um, gives them space for, 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 for that inclusion to, to really happen. I think that's what has been key for us and not, not discriminating uh, when you are recruiting. Um, it's very easy to to um, choose people that are uh, more similar to you. And I think that uh, maybe being aware that we all have these uh, biases and trying to uh, not discriminate. And when we, when always when we have advertised for a job um, or we have published a job offer, something that has really worked for us, it has been that we always kept the time commitment flexible. So we have, have always like said uh, this role full time, but we also will consider part time. And that has allowed us to recruit very effectively um, maybe women that were coming back to work after a maternity uh, period or women that um, were uh, carers, uh, were taking care of um, their children or someone at home or maybe women that had other needs. Uh, uh, but, the, but the fact that we allow for the flexibility and for this way of working part-time or you know allowing working remotely allowing um, uh, working the hours that work for them i think has allowed us to um, recruit very a very loyal team yeah thanks kerry and angela i think you know you bring some really wise words and some wisdom and obviously through your experiences really appreciate it wish you you know a lot of luck with your personal journey but also obviously building the culture and the business at FA Bio into, into something hugely successful. So thanks so much for being on the pod. AgTech360 shares relevant news and breakthroughs with audiences across the globe. Stay connected and join the conversation by following NCPSI on social media.